Welcome back, everybody. This is the Young Adult Novels audio podcast. Um, I am excited. I did create a Facebook page. So anybody who is listening, interested, you can share it. Um, You can leave me a comment saying, hey, like... I like it when you do this, or I don't like it when you do that, or they can send me, you can send me messages, or you can even tell me, like, what's the best part of the story that you like, or you can nominate an author that you would like to hear me talk about next. Um, so how you can find it is on Facebook, um, search Y A audio podcast so ya audio podcast all one word um just search at ya audio podcast um and it will have young adults novels audio podcast will come up brand new page um let me know if you guys can find it um but yeah so i'm excited i'm going to get into chapter 16 here i know 15 was kind of short um so i'm gonna get into chapter 16 and again we will be i will be reading from supernatural academy and the author is maria grant um so this is the first book that i am reading i'm not going to waste any more of you guys this time i'm going to get into it if you again if you have not read chapters 1 through 15 i highly not read but if you haven't listened to i highly suggest you listen to it and check out their facebook page at ya audio podcast so the ya stands for young young adults so ya audio podcast check it out all right let's get into it chapter 16 saving lives Alvaro leans his head back and rubs his eyes with the ends of his palms. The club is dark, but even without his vampire vision, he wouldn't need to see anyways. His head hurts like crazy, and the thumping noise from the music bass is only adding to the insane pain. It feels like his head is jumping along with the beat. Hey, it looks so down! Alvaro hears a sweet voice whisper in his left ear. He hums, blurry eyes, and leans his head towards the young-looking woman. She's a college student, or so she says. She has neck-length auburn-colored hair with eyes so brown it reminds Alvaro of a Snickers bar he ate once. I'm hungry. He whispers right back into her neck. He has no idea she heard him over the music, but he doesn't really care. The headache feels like it's controlling him at this point, and all he can do is fall into his nature. Right now, that's all he knows. His fangs descend on their own, and his tongue trails up and down her neck before ending a at the base of her neck and shoulder. Her skin feels soft like rose petals, delicate. Her blood though, oh, her blood, it smells like his last meal. He sinks deep and allows the venom to numb her skin as he gets his feel. 
he knows he needs to slow down before he drains her. But it can't. But he can't really think about it reasonably right now. There's nothing reasonable inside of his mind. Not anymore. He sucks hard and fast. Her bones have now turned into pants as her eyes start to roll in the back of her head. He still doesn't stop. It takes one of the security guards to physically remove him from off of her. Blood trickles down his chin as she begins to shake and collapse on the couch that they were just sitting on. The security guards throw him outside and he laughs at their warning to not return. He doesn't care. He's full anyways, so he'll just go home. Walking back to the dorm takes no time and he falls asleep instantly. Upon waking up the next even, evening, he's met with Sonic's glare and judgment. I think you need to talk to Headmistress Guard, Sonic states as he puts on a shirt. Alvaro nibbles on his fingernails as he sits on the bed. And I hardly see the point of that. Alvaro glares as he stops biting his nails. Look, man, your nails are down to the root. Sonic shouts as he picks up Alvaro's right hand only to slam it back down. We've been going to that bar for two weeks now and you nearly killed someone last night because your control was out of whack. Hendrix told you that if you kept doing this for more than a week, then you needed to let him know. Alvaro wants to know how Sonic knows about last night, but he doesn't dare speak out loud. Stop exaggerating, man. I'm fine. Alvaro says in a dismissive tone. He's never felt so free before, like a true vampire, one that can do anything he wants and get away with it. He doesn't want to go back to the, his confined lifestyle. At first, he was afraid of feeling like this, but now it's become a part of him. He feels free. Being an addict is not being okay. Sonic deadpans. You need help. I said I'm fine. Aurora shouts before using his speed to rush out of the room in the dorm. I really am fine. He thinks to himself, maybe. Just maybe. If he says his phrase enough, he'll start to believe it himself. He's not an addict. He's just free of the constraints society has placed on him. While Alvaro remains in denial, Sophie checks her phone and sees a text from Sonic saying he's concerned that Alvaro is addicted to drinking blood. Sophie shudders at the text and lets Sonic know she'll be over to the vampire dorms in a moment with her mother and Hendrix. I don't even mean to interrupt you, but mom... You and I need to head over to the vampire dorm, Sophie stands and states. Sonic thinks Alvaro's on a bender. Mrs. Guy raises her eyebrows in obvious concern. I'll call Hendrix now, Mrs. Guy sternly states as she turns to the crowd and gives them her apologies before leaving with Sophie in tow. Yates and his friends are at his house right now, along with Mrs. Guard, his aunt Emoji, and his grandmother Mattery. Mattery and Anders are going over their visions from last night. Do keep us informed, Yamada, Mrs. Murray, calls to the retreating mother and daughter team. Hmm. She hums from 
where she's perched on the arm of the couch. Back to what you were saying, Mattery. Emoji. Redirects the conversation. I mean, grandmother. <laughs> this girl will be attacked tonight in New Hampshire? Mattery nods. Exactly. Mattery responds. We can have some people be on the lookout and protect her, Yamada states. That would be best, Emoji responds to her sister. What about my victim? Anders questions. You didn't give us much to work on, did you? Emoji tosses back. <laughs> Anders pouts. He gave you what he had, Kaya defends. It's enough to work on. And Chase agreed to meet tonight to draw a picture up and everything. If only you had better control over your abilities, Madari judges. He can hardly help it, Emoji says with a sip of her drink. You know who his father is. He's probably repressed some of his talent. Our father has nothing to do with it. Reed defends and it shocks Emoji that he has such a hardened tone in his voice. Anna tries hard to get his visions. He seduces himself because he doesn't want to see what must be seen. Madurai defends her stance. Who would want to see death? Re raises his voice in a snarl. He doesn't want to see people die. He doesn't want to see the future. It's not his fault for having reasonable emotions for a teenager. He's nothing more than a mere child. Madurai snips, a child who will end up not saving a life because he was too afraid to open his mind. And what's so wrong with being a child? Reed shouts and thunder shakes the house. You're nothing more than an old, bitter woman who wants everyone to just become just as jaded as you are. Call me old and bitter again, boy. Madurai spits out the name like it's fire. Talk down to my brother again, you old hag. Ray doesn't back down until Kaya puts a hand on his shoulder, making the thunder cease. Anders looks down at his hands in order to hide his red cheeks. He never gets used to Reed getting riled up like this. Only way to push Reed to this point is to talk bad about Anders or mention Chase's name. Rein it in, Reed. Malcolm warms. Reed tuts and walks out of the house. Kaya goes with them. Kai is beginning to realize that even though Reed is Mount Manor 90% of the time, his temper is worse than anyone else in that house. When he gets going, it's hard to make him see reason. If Reed were a Marvel character, he would definitely be the Hulk. Reed, wait! Kaya calls as she walks after him. He halts his walking and waits for her to catch up before beginning his steps again. I hate how she talks to him! Where he starts to talk. Mattery has always judged Anders because he doesn't utilize his gift to his fullest extent. And I, I don't get it. Gates' mother, his aunt, his dad, everyone in his family are just wonderful people. But that woman, his grandmother, she doesn't understand. Why doesn't he? Kaya dares to ask. Uses gifts to his fullest potential. He once had a premonition of our aunt dying, Reed recalls. He told my parents them trying to prevent her death actually caused her death. 
Ever since then, he's hated having premonitions because he doesn't want to be responsible for someone's death like that. For their life. Kaya looks down and feels guilt, which is why he didn't want to tell me about my death. She questions, even though she's trying not to make this about her. Yeah. Rena answers truthfully. And my dad, he's always said crude and horrible things to me. Anner stands up to him each and every single time, but with Mattery, he backs down because deep down he thinks she's right. So I stand up for him. Kaya smiles and bumps shoulders with Reed. Who told you it was okay to be so cool? She jokes. He places his hand across the back of her shoulders and brings her close to him. Our fall exams aren't until the end of October. Reed whispers into the coolness of the sky. Let's go on a road trip to New York. Just the two of us. Kaya wants to question this, has a thousand thoughts running through her mind as to why the two of them would do such a thing. However, hearing the sadness in Reed's tone lets her know he's doing this for her. She clings to his kindness, sure. She smiles through the pain. This might be my last trip after all, so make it good. Reed doesn't return the smile. He just holds her closer to his body and squeezes. Maybe if he squeezes tight enough, he'll be able to change her fate. The two continue to walk and talk until it's time for all of them to go home. Meanwhile, Sophie stands in the hallway of Sonic's room with Sonic as onlookers peer into the hallway to get a glimpse as to what is going on. The door is open and Sophie can see a disinterested looking Alvaro sitting on the bed with Mrs. Gard on one side of him and Hendrix on the other. <sighs> Your breath smells like fresh blood, Hendrix says disapprovingly as he shakes his head and places his hands in his pockets. If I contact that club, will they mention you being an issue for them? I can't believe we're having an intervision. Alvaro shakes his head. You were the one who said I was just horny. Alvaro glares at Hendrix. I've been going to that club and feeding with Sonic. Y'all don't see him in this room getting the third degree. Liar. Sonic storms into the room. The owner called me complaining. He said you've been feeding on non-willing participants and getting them so drunk that they forgot. That's dangerous. Not to mention your attitude change and the fact that you're skipping class. I only skip class when I don't have anyone to walk with me. Avril goes for the half-truth. I don't fancy having another beam of light shot to my body, so sue me. Sonic goes sympathetic, but Hendrix rolls his eyes. Personality change, sneaking blood at all hours, drinking from humans against their will. Hendrix counts on his fingers. You're losing control, and if you keep it up, hunters will sniff you out and slaughter you on sight. Is that what you want? If so, Declan's father is actively hunting again. I could give him a call. Avaro sucks his teeth and turns his head away from judging eyes. Avaro doesn't want that as a thing. He hates the uncontrollable feeling gnawing on the inside of him. It's like a, a craving that won't be satisfied no matter how much sex he has or how much blood he drinks. While it's freezing at one time, it's also hindering him at the same time. 
being held hostage by his own desires. If he keeps it up, he'll contact a hunter and have them kill him personally. He doesn't want to hurt people. He's never been that type. However, this growing desire is consuming him, inspiring him to the point that he's concerned he'll take over whatever little bit of soul he might have left. What did they do to me? He finally breaks his strong will and pleads with his eyes. It's like they turned me into some addict. No. Hendrix shakes his head sadly. They just exposed your hidden desires, making it so you couldn't say no to them. That is what I was afraid of. You should have come to me sooner after the one week passed. This admission strikes an era of horror there Avaro and Sophie. I'm not like this, Avaro says desperately. Yes, you are. Hendrix responds, we all are. Hendrix refers to the vampires as a part of our curse. Sophie places a hand to her mouth and looks around to see various vampires staring at her in the hallway. Her heartbeat spikes a bit despite herself, and she quickens her feet as she leaves. She never thought the day would come when she's actually afraid of a person for not who they are, but what they could be.